can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch the way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, uh entertainment podcast brought to you by Gro- Going Great Productions. Uh, hello. <laughs> First time with my mouth. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the 1994 classic, The Shawshank Redemption, starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, directed by Frank Darrenbaum. Uh, I'm one of you co-hosts. My name is Robbie. Alongside me is a man who knows how to get a few things. <laughs> it's Cousin Benny. Hello, hello. And alongside us is a man who crawled through 500 yards of shit. Just to get to this podcast, one of our co-hosts, our good friend, Ryan. Wow. Yeah, I did. I just wanted uh, so desperately to be on this show. Well, thank God you had a nice Ziploc bag to get that suit fucking suit ready to go. Crisp. Uh, Well, thanks, Robbie. Much appreciated. Like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. And we're talking about Shawshank Redemption in 1994. Great year. Um, directed by Frank, I believe it's pronounced Darabont. Something oh, fuck him. No, nah, I, right. I think it's Darabont. Darabont. I don't know. Whatever. He was involved with The Walking Dead, if I yeah. remember correctly. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever. Fucking Frank, if you're listening, give us a call. Tell us how to say your name. Frankie yeah, please. D. Come on. You'll be known um, as Frankie D from here on out. <laughs> that's right. Frankie Delano, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and before we get started, I uh, just want to remind everyone, if this is your first time, please follow, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Follow us on Instagram. All these things are in the show notes. Send us an email. Uh, L- no. Let the boys watch. No. LTBW <laughs> podcast yep. at gmail.com. There you go. Say it again so they don't get confused. Please say it again ltbwpodcast at gmail.com I don't even know why I'm saying it. It's in the show notes. You don't even have to listen. You That's can right. just scroll down and just boop. Email. Um, and then follow us on Instagram. Uh, let the boys watch pod. <laughs> you got it. Yes. I don't know why I can't remember those fucking things. <laughs> I'll give your plugs uh, six plums this week. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we started this podcast doing Succession season four. So if you watch Succession and you loved it and you want to hear us three dopes talk about it, then go check out those episodes. But what we've been doing the last few weeks and what we'll continue to do for a bit is uh, watching and talking about movies that either both Robbie and Benny or just one or the other haven't seen because I think I've seen most of them. There's a couple I haven't seen that we might watch. Um and just, I don't know, talking about it, you know, giving us, giving our overall impressions, a couple of different segments, things we like, things we don't like about it. And, uh, and that's it. 
Boys, anything to add? No, I'll be excited. Like doing this so far. Uh, yeah, having fun. So just yeah, Robbie, be you here. watched Shawshank, right? And Benny, you haven't? Yes. Okay. I have Sorry, Robbie, multiple... I cut you off. Go ahead. No, yes, I have watched it multiple times. Um, it was on TNT like every fucking day back in back yeah. like 10, 20 years ago. Just on repeat. Fun I fact, did actually I read ref- that um, Ted Turner bought it for like wicked cheap. So it was so cheap to show that that's why they showed it all the time. Mm. So we benefited. Thank you, Ted. I fun fact about me is I refuse to watch a movie on TV pretty much in general, unless I've seen it a thousand times before, but yeah. I will absolutely not watch a movie on TV. If it's the first time I've ever seen it because of commercials, yeah, smart commercials, they always edit something. Stuff. Yeah. True. But you do get uh, excellent dubs like the famous. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps from <laughs> Big Lebowski. That's hilarious. That you should and, watch uh, that. From Kill Bill is uh, my name is Buck and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so should we do some overall impressions or should we maybe Benny? What do you think going into this? Like, you know, you hadn't seen it. Did you have any you know, preconceived notions about it or thoughts or whatever. What do you think? So my, I knew that obviously he was in a prison. I knew that Andy Dufresne escaped prison by climbing through a shit pipe. Um, I didn't know too much about it. This was one though, that I kind of got all crossed up from them just being in the zeitgeist with Schindler's list a little bit. I thought it had something to do with Nazis, um, which obviously it doesn't. So, you know, I kind of knew what to expect. I didn't know how they got into prison. I didn't know what time period it was in. Obviously, I thought it was in, you know, World War II times, but wasn't too sure once the movie got started and wasn't about that. Um, Just another one of those movies where I had nothing against it. There was no reason I didn't watch it. Um, It just became one of those things where I haven't hadn't watched it for so long that I never really had took an interest to it after a while. Um, mm-hmm. But when we did start doing this podcast and running down the list of movies I hadn't seen, this was one of the ones I was looking forward to the most. Nice. Uh, Benny, uh, sorry, Robbie, when was the last time you watched this movie? Has it been like a long time? Yeah, I was just thinking on TV. I haven't watched it on like a DVD, but it's probably been like 10 years. Wow. Yeah, so- it's a long time. Did you like forget some of it or did it feel like kind of fresh watching it just now uh, this weekend? It felt kind of fresh watching it. I was kind of nervous if I was still going to, you know, enjoy it as much as I did. And I actually enjoyed it more now than I did 10 years ago. I just loved it was I'll get into my overall impressions when we talk about it. But I just I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. I, I just loved loved watching it. It didn't feel like two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, well, keep keep going. Tell us your overall impressions. Well, you know, my overall impressions, you know me, I love a good dialogue, and this movie is just written perfectly. I think the chemistry between Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins is top-notch. I think it's some of the best chemistry between t- two actors, probably that in any movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, I love the the story of, you know, hope, perseverance, and just, you know, a friendship. And I just love the pacing of this movie. I never got bored watching it. I love the way it was shot. 
you know, I'm a big sucker for some, some obviously wasn't drone shots, but that <laughs> opening, that opening shot of the prison was when, awesome. You know, when Andy's coming into town was, uh, <laughs> was, was lovely. So, I mean, everything about this movie that I remembered, I loved. And I guess, you know, getting older and growing older and just to watch it now in, in this, in my, in this time frame and headspace, I just loved it even more than, than before. Nice. Benny, overall impressions? So uh, before I do that, I do want to say the same thing Robbie said, where I don't know that if I watched this movie five, ten years ago, I would have it would have hit the same for me. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel like the last couple of years, my understanding and enjoyment of movies is just on another level. Um, I don't know if it's because I never paid that much attention or I just have massive ADD and I always kind of get confused or forget or don't see how things tie in, but I'm glad that I waited this long to watch this movie. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, it, I think it was the worst movie I ever saw in my life. Ooh, um, ouch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. No, I, I, lo I loved it a lot. Um, you know, a lot of the things that Robbie said, I, you know, I, again, I agree with the dialogue is amazing. There's not, you know, there's no action scenes in this movie, really. And it, you know, the last two movies, I did a couple of times check to see how much time was left. Not that I was bored, but I was just like, all right, let's kind of, let's see how, you know, uh, I want to go about my day here. But this one, like Robbie said, you know, two hours and 22 minutes, there wasn't a time that I felt like that. I was locked in the whole time. I enjoyed it. Um, top to bottom, I just thought it was a great story and great screenwriting, great directing, great acting. You know, it's going to be hard for me to figure out who Matt Damon would take the place of in this movie because <laughs> I feel like everybody was casted so well. Well, to be fair, it's a young Matt Damon. Remember? That is true. Yeah. I got one already, so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I can uh, improve upon what you guys said much more, but, you know, it's at the top of most people's lists for a reason. It's one of the my favorite movies. Um, I don't even know how many times I've watched it at this point. It's got to be like close to 50. I, I have no idea. Like I've seen it so many times um, just over the even if I only watched it once a year, that's like over 30 years almost or, or, or 30 times close to. Um, so it's yeah, one of my favorites and I appreciate it differently. Uh, as I am getting older um, and I every time I watch it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to read the book or the novella that it's based on. And every time Still haven't done it, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I just uh, thought I didn't know how long he was in the prison for. So as the decades kept going past, I was like, wow, this this is intense. Like I thought he kind of he made a move early. But uh, to see that he was in there for almost 30 years is is crazy crazy um so well, let's shout out some... stephen king yeah shout out stephen king for it's te technically the book is called rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption um which makes sense because of the poster yeah and i think i read that they cut the rita hayworth from the title um because they didn't want people to think that she or obviously not she but an actress portraying her was going to be in the movie and even though they did that, they still got calls from uh, 
actresses agents asking to be in the movie <laughs> really um, yeah so yeah it's a, it's a very uh womanless um movie there's like a right. couple of women in there in here and basically yeah, just it's, a... it's yeah it's like two or three like really small parts andy's wife the the halfway house lady and then a couple people in the background like on the bus and stuff i i can't think of anyone else right the, la the lady fucking yelling at brooks to bag of groceries a little bit quicker oh yeah <laughs> last your time mouth. your man didn't double bag <laughs> yeah, well, watch your mouth watch your mouth lady <laughs> do you know that this is um i guess there's two books by stephen king or adaptations by stephen king that are his most successful that that went to movie that aren't uh horror stories can you, really? can you so what this and what it, green mile shawshank and uh can you tell me the other one not the green mile uh it's like a short i don't know if it's a it's a long story book or it's a short story book i don't know what is it it involves uh leashes leashes leeches leeches oh leeches blueberry pie eating contest uh Babe. stand by me <laughs> Oh yeah, that was Stephen King. Really, I, I haven't so. seen I that so. movie in like in many many years. I think I I've mean, only seen it like once or twice. I know it's not necessarily the same thing, but we are continuing our streak of movies that were written and directed by the same person. How about so, that? Yeah, the screenplay was written by Frank Darabont, and he was the one that directed it. Yeah, and almost he almost sold the screenplay to Rob Reiner for two and a half mil. But ended up wanting to direct it himself. And uh, I think if Rob Reiner did it, he would have cast like two people that I wouldn't have liked. It was like Tom Cruise and someone else in the, in red and Andy's uh, places. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yuck. Well, Rob Rush. Reiner is Castle Rock. I think what? They uh, distributed the film, I think, correct? I think so. Yes. Castle Rock. What a heat of it they were on with that in Seinfeld. I was going to say, I was expecting Kramer to slide into one of the, the jail cells at some point. <laughs> Hopefully it was... Ba -dum, was Kramer. Ba -dum, ba -dum. Hope he was one of the uh, one of the ladies. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, you, got any, you got any cheese in your toilet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think before we get into plum ratings, uh, really quick, this was rated on IMDb a 9.3. Um, and I believe it is also the number one movie in the top 250. It is. Yeah, which is wild. Um, I mean, it's not that wild, but it's pretty wild. Um, it also got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So with that being said, who would like to go first and give their rating? You go first. Well, I want to hear your rating. Yeah. All right. But you're going to go first a lot this week. I am. Yeah. 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 Why? Because we want we, want we always you take to... your picks. Uh well that's not nice. But I like going second because it gives me more time to think. <laughs> you should not have it down, baby. Not today, but damn it. I'm on the spot. <laughs> um no, I think um it is one of my favorite movies. Um I I just I have a really hard time giving anything like close to a 10 like i just i don't know if that's like possible the way that i enjoy things which i don't know what that says about me um but i'm gonna go with 9.4 um 
it's I don't know if any other movie that we do is going to get higher than that. Um, it's I really love this movie. And, you know, I know last week I gave Fifth Element pretty high score, but that was a lot of that was based on just like my own enjoyment, my nostalgia feelings for it. This is just a, a great film and maybe it deserves to be higher, but I'm going to stick at 9.4. Benny? I want you to go first, babe. I'll, I'll take it home. I'm the one that hasn't seen it. Right. Okay. So like I laid out my points, um, there's a bunch of movies that I consider, you know, top notch. I don't know if I'll ever give a 10 because that would just mean near perfection. And there's some things I don't like, and there's some characters I don't like, and there's some plot points that maybe are a little too far-fetched. But for this, like I said, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did at this point in my life based on when I watched it in previous years. But I'm going to give this a 9.6. Whoa, good one. And the 9.6 is, it, it's not going to go any higher because um, Andy's escape was a little too near perfection for me, a little too far-fetched. I wasn't a big fan. I mean, I loved it. But there is some there are some holes in his escape route, and that uh, that will be talked about later. I love it. Thanks. So, yeah. So, uh, first of all, I want to address last week's rating on the Fifth Element because I got raked over the coals by for, from a few people. Did you? Um, yeah. So I, I was I was rating that these movies kind of as a movie, and they all kind of fit in the same scale. But I think a lot of people wanted me to take the movie for what it was and what genre it is in. So that's why I gave fifth element kind of a low score, even though I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I think I did find some validity to those arguments. So I, I think I will adjust my scale a little bit. Um, and I would probably pump up fifth element, maybe another point, point and a half, if, if that's the case. Okay. Um, so moving on to Shawshank, you know, I really don't see a lot of ways that this movie could have been made better. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, what Robbie and I said in the beginning, if I'm not looking at the wa my watch, if I'm not thinking about how much time is left in a movie or that this movie is very long and, oh, my God, that, I mean, immediately I'm starting at, like, eight um, because I'm just so engrossed by the movie. And then I think if you add all the players that are in this movie, all the dialogue, just how well they told the story. This is probably again going to be one of the highest scores I ever give a movie. Um, I'm not averse to giving a 10. I think that you can have multiple tens because you know different movies can be perfect for different reasons. Um, but I'm not there on this one. But I will give it the highest score out of all of us and say that I give it a 9.8. Wow. Um, just because I think that as far as movies go, I don't know how you can make a better one. You know, I mean, we'll probably find one along the way here, but it's just a great movie. I, you know, I, I could probably sit here and monologue for two hours about what I liked about it and, and how much, you know, how perfect I thought it was, but yeah, that I landed, I was going back and forth. Am I going to give it a 10? Am I going to go down to nine, six? But I think that for me, landing on 9.8 was the right decision. There. I mean, 
listening to both of you talk, like I almost now want to raise my score because you're both right. Like what other movie out there? And I've seen so many are better than this movie. Like you said, like, like you saying, Robbie, like there's little plot points, there's actors, there's pieces of dialogue in some of the most popular movies, the best movies, whatever. But like this movie has like very, very little weakness to it. It's near perfect. So, I mean, I'm going to stick with 9.4, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's too low. Like it's, I, I, it really is so fucking good. You know, another movie that everybody says is a 10 and is perfect is uh, Godfather. And a Godfather fits into those movies that I probably saw like 10 years ago. Uh, only saw it once. Um, and probably don't wouldn't have the same appreciation I would for it now, but I think this movie is better than The Godfather. I agree. I agree um, with that. You know, I think maybe what Godfather meant to movies at that time, and you know, you got Brando, De Niro, uh, well, De Niro's in the second one, but Pacino, you got uh, James Caan. It's just that's another star-studded cast, and everybody like at the top of their game. Um, but to me, I think you know, from what I remember of The Godfather. You know, Godfather was another one that was super long, but I did remember being like, all right, where are we at in this movie? How much time we got left? Um, but no, nah, I think pound for pound, from what I remember, and we'll maybe revisit this at some point, I, I think Shawshank's a better movie. And for me, um, again, the true test for me for a movie, and same, the same thing you said, Benny, like there's so many times where I'm clicking on my Apple TV remote, like giving a quick tap. All right, I got 50 minutes left of this movie. Let me trudge through it. And this movie, like you said, has, all right, some action, what, you know, a couple of fight scenes here and there. But I mean, there's no true action. It's just dialogue. And I don't think I, I've ever watched a movie that ha like just has better pacing, like I said in the beginning, throughout it. You're like, once you once you start, there's no... You know, there's no stopping in between. There's no like, I don't even want to say like, like there's no like low points. Everything, everything was just going from from the very beginning, and it's just perfectly written. And I think it's perfectly directed. And yeah, I, I don't, I haven't watched The Godfather in so long, so I can't say if it's better than that. And I love Goodfellas, but Goodfellas has some some parts in it where I, I get annoyed, and I'm like, this is all right, this is a little bit too far fetched for me, or it's just too much, but. This is one of the most perfect movies I've ever watched in my life. I think too, like when you mentioned uh, Andy's escape scene, like I always, you know, a big thing for me is I always do, I have, I let disbelief go out the window when it comes to movies, right? Like I always, my thing is, well, if that didn't happen, they wouldn't have made a movie about it. Like that's always my explanation for everything like that's why this is the story that it is because you know this incredible thing happened like that's why we're getting the story so i understand that um but that's you know that's the way i look at all the movies and as far as the pacing goes the only time where i was like all right maybe we don't need this was it, it's gonna sound stupid but let me finish the point was the brooks thing in the middle of the movie Trust me, no, no, no. But I, I think I'm not I'm saying not the, I'm not saying that they could have done without it. But that was the first point where I was like, all right, we're getting, you know, now we're starting to get outside of the prison. I want the story that I'm here for. But the way that they wove that in at the end, I was like, okay, that was 100 worth the screen time and the amount of screen time that they gave it. Because when you get 
Morgan Freeman being in that same apartment at the end of the movie, it all made sense. Good save because I was ready to fucking leave this podcast <laughs> and never come back. <laughs> I think I think I can kick him off, Robbie, if you want me to. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, no, it's yeah. Everything that you guys said is correct. Like, and I'm gonna stick with nine point four, but I don't know if I can go higher than that now. Like in a, any movie that we watch, I can't think of anything. Well, maybe there's one or two, but anyway. Well, so, real quick, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm and I'm surprised that benny did a 9.8 because like we always say say with restaurants right oh you got to try this restaurant you have to try it it's fucking fantastic this movie's unbelievable you go in there like i know for myself i'm always when i hear stuff like that i'm already going in there with the inflated expectation or a bloated expectation of, yeah. of this movie or this restaurant so when it's not up to the standards or it's not doesn't blow my balls off i'm like ah fuck i'm disappointed so yeah. i'm i'm happy that you know all the praise you heard like everybody talking about that you actually you know gave it the highest score yeah i try not to let the expectations get out of control with whatever i do because there have been so many things where you know you get your head blown up with like you this is the best slice of pizza you ever had this is the best you know bar the best drink the best food in the city and then you go and you're like all right well i you know i kind of blew that out of proportion in my head so once the movie starts i kind of I kind of try to put that out of my head as best I can. There's only one best drink in the world. And you know what that is. I do. And to the EG, R to oh. the O and I. <laughs> no, I was going, I was going B to the E, double N Y. <laughs> and he breathes in. I was going with the I was going with the Benny Breeze. Okay, that's another one. That's a 10 out of 10, too. Like I said, there could be more than one perfect thing. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um no it's true and i'm sure we'll explain even more while while we get into it so should we do some favorite character or should we start with least favorite character mm, what do you think robbie oh. what do you what do you think yeah let's, robbie let's, what let's start with the least favorite character oh good one would you like to kick us off yeah please um I was mulling around with this back and forth. I didn't think um, Colonel Jessup, whatever his name is, uh, the the guard was uh, was going to be my least favorite character because obviously he's playing a piece of shit. And I like I liked his performance very much. Well, I forgot his name. You can talk about Hadley. Yeah, Hadley. Yeah, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. He's not my. Uh, Hadley isn't my least favorite character. He's a fucking piece of shit scumbag, obviously. But my least favorite character has to go to my man, Tommy. What? Yeah, Tommy annoyed the shit out of me when I first saw him. I didn't really enjoy his acting in this movie. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of glad that he, you know, got his comeuppance at the end uh, in, in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like Tommy because I think Tommy was um, not a great actor. Um, he he didn't really you know stick to him. I think he was one of the weakest points of this movie. Um, so I wasn't really a big fan of Tom. I can't. That's if I'm going least favorite character. I can't give it to Clancy for being a piece of shit because he played that part so fucking good. Yeah, and right. every like the warden played his part so good. I, I can't I can't give it to anybody like that because they were so great in this movie. So I have to give it to somebody who I thought 
you know, wasn't such a, you know, a great actor who could have gone toe to toe with Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman and those guys. So Tommy, Tommy's one of my least favorite characters in this movie. Do you, fun fact, do you know uh, what Clancy Brown, where most people maybe my age and younger know Clancy Brown from? Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> Besides that. Uh, oh. Starship Troopers? Nope. He is the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. Is he really? Yeah. Good for and him. He probably made tons of cash doing he that. He probably made bank. He was also the main villain in uh this the re the the season of dexter that they brought back like after everything so that's what like when i saw him i was like oh there he is so much younger yeah i know he was in billions too i think he played a senator or something like that or or, i don't know a judge so he played something in in billions i saw he he came on the screen um i'll go next because i see ryan is in discussion trying to get some uh fan feedback for us but you know i To your point, Robbie, like Tommy, I understand the bad acting because there definitely was a little bit of it. But what I did like about that character is he's like dropped in the middle of the movie for us to like show how much time has passed. And that's why I like that character, because, you know, he shows like he walks in looking like Elvis and, you know, it, it reminds you because it's the prison and everything stays the same and it looks like it's all from one time. Um, him dropping in lets you know kind of how much time has passed. Um, but for me, what, uh, this is what I like the least favorite character thing I really struggled with because, like I said, I mean, I, I thought this movie was just you know so close to perfect that it's because of all the great actors and, and what they did with the role. So I did have to go with the person that I hated the most, even though in some respects it means that I like their performance as you know one of the top ones but I got to go Ward Norton like, fuck you, dude, such a piece of shit. The whole movie, like there were times when, you know, Andy seemed like he was on his good side and, and that, you know, he, there was like a, not a human side to Norton, but maybe like he saw the good in Andy and how smart he was. And he was trying to do right by him. Um, But once that whole second half of the movie kicked off and he, he had that evil crew cut for the last half of the movie, (laughs) he just went full asshole and by the end of it, I was just so glad for the way that he ended up. Yeah, but he has maybe one of the best lines in the movie. Oh, that's funny. It's going to be real funny. Sucking my dick with no teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think it, it, I agree. It was really hard to pick um, uh, like a least favorite character. I'm going to go with with Elmo, uh, the guy who actually killed and andy dufresne's wife mainly because i didn't like looking at his mouth it was disgusting <laughs> yeah his teeth scared me yeah they but, were pretty rough and they're just the way he like kind of talked was and again like like you guys are saying he was a great character he acted very well but just it it bothered me like it graded on me the way he talked <laughs> and they pinned it on <laughs> yeah. the hot shot banker like yeah, but that too and like i felt like he was almost too cartoony a little yeah you know what i mean like he was too you know not that the movie was based on anything that really happened and these characters were real people yeah but it you know he was almost like the cartoon villain that got dropped in and yeah. it's like all right this is like a little too on the nose do you think though that maybe and i don't know if the they intended for this is that 
the you know the storyteller's perspective so the way tommy's telling it that's how he's portrayed because tommy is a young kind of dumb kid and he was just like yeah this like cartoony filthy (laughs) villain yeah i can see that you know i don't i don't know if they did that on purpose i highly doubt it but maybe so all right well least favorite was hard i think favorite's gonna be also really hard because there's so many good ones why don't you start us off right yeah please fuck you (laughs) um it's it's hard it's really hard to pick here um because you know i mean the top two are just amazing and everyone else like you can pick probably like 10 people and even though like you picked um the warden or even if you picked um hadley or like whatever like they're pieces of shit but they're such good characters but I think I'm gonna go with Red because he's just and and I love Andy, but something about Red and maybe it's Morgan Freeman's voice and demeanor in this movie, but he just makes me feel good when it's a movie about prison and despair. Um, like he says so many times, hope. Like I don't know, he just his narration of this movie is my one of my favorite things ever in in the history of my life so <laughs> so that's why i'm gonna go with red who wants robbie. to go who, who wants to go next yeah robbie go ahead well ryan i am also gonna go with red i just love morgan what Fre- i just love morgan freeman in this movie i love everything about it i love his calm demeanor um i love how he's just a man that can get things I always enjoy a man that can get things because I'm not a man that can get things and I want to be a man <laughs> that can get things. So I, I'm, I'm living vicariously through Morgan Freeman and Red in this movie. What are you talking I about? Did, Didn't you get a, a bucket from Angry Orchard recently? I did. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but I won that. I, you know, I'm not. All oh, right. You didn't get it. I'm not wheeling and dealing fucking lucky strikes in the back room, which oh I wish I was God. doing. I loved he, <clears throat> seeing just yeah all that like the the system that he had going on just fucking throwing cigarettes in pockets and passing them off so good and yeah and I just love that he he never yeah he got pissed but he never wavered like he like every time he got rejected on the on the parole board he he was probably pissed but he never saw him sulking or feeling bad for himself we just knew like this is what it is and I think Andy coming there and you know their conversations and their friendship and you know just giving each other like andy giving red the the hope you know and just and just trying to and being there for him i just loved everything about morgan freeman's character in this movie the narration i mean you can't get a better person to narrate anything than him with his voice but i know the movie was mainly about you know andy and and his resilience and, and his uh and his perseverance, but it was also about friendship and the great friend that Red was. And just, you know, I know Red probably didn't believe in hope in the beginning of this movie, but, you know, as the movie got on, you saw a change in Red. And and I just love Red because Red never wavered. Like I said, everything was just, no matter what hit Red, he was just the same person and he understood the system and he knew, you know, this is what life is about. And you saw that at the end, his, his, 
you know, final scene with the the parole hearing where he just didn't give a fuck no more. It is whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So I love Red, love Morgan Freeman, and uh, that's my favorite character. So for me, I, I'm going to give an Ani Mensch first because I thought, and this is the reason why I let Robbie go before me, is <laughs> I, I, I thought Robbie was going to say Brooks. Um, and I love Brooks. So my Ani Mensch is Brooks because he's such a he's such a cool character and like you know in a movie where these people have been in prison for so long to have a dude that like was in the prison since like 1908 and you know as much as the world changed from the time bread was in there to the time he left like i think the biggest jump was probably brooks leaving prison and i just love the way that he portrayed that i loved you know his demeanor and the way he took every you know uh, he took Andy under his wing and Andy helped him out. And then the bird, the, when that first happened, I was like, this fucking dude's crazy. They just threw a crazy guy in here for no reason. And, you know, by the end of the movie, that scene, you know, that he has where he kills himself is just, it hits so hard because, you know, he's one of the guys that you got attached to. And, and you know, you, you get attached to these guys and you hope that when they do get out, like they can make it in society. And it's just, that's just not the case for a lot of people, especially that the ones that have been in there that long. Um, but again, I'll, you know, this is kind of a, a boring one. I feel like from us, because we're just picking from the top of the draft board here, but I'll go with Andy. Um, I think Andy is my favorite character just because I love the way Tim Robin, uh, Tim Robbins played him. I think that I, I didn't expect mm. this performance from him. I, I thought that, you know, he just played it so straight throughout the entire movie. And like going back to tiny Lester last week and how he like was one note, the whole movie, but it didn't match the tone of the movie. And it didn't match. you know, that's not what you needed from that character. I just love that. Andy had that even keel and that same outlook throughout the whole entire movie. And even though he didn't have swings and, and these grand, like you know, he does have that one monologue kind of, but, I just really think he did such a great job. And I don't know who else was in contention for that role. But again, this is another one of those roles where like Bruce Willis last week, like, is he my favorite actor? No, but I can't picture anybody else in this role after seeing this movie. So shout out to him. I, I wish I would have, I totally forgot to pull up the Academy Awards that this for this year, but uh, I hope he was at least in contention. If not won it. Nope. He didn't get nominated. Wow. Morgan Freeman, I think I nominated, but um, <clears throat> what the fuck's that guy's name? I forgot. Somebody won a fa- Ed Wood. Uh, he was in Rounders. I think he was the old man in Rounders. I forgot his name. John Malkovich? No, the old old dude that gave uh, Matt oh, Damon all the cash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah. his name. I so, love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so supposedly like that movie, like this movie kind of bombed. Shawshank. It, and the, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Was it Martin Landau? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ed, Ed Wood. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So supposedly this movie bombed. Not bombed, but it didn't make enough money, but then it got nominated for Best Picture. Shawshank? Yeah, and then people started, like, people were like, oh, what's this about? So they re-released it after the Academy Awards, and then that's when it started to take off. But, um, yeah. Uh, do you do you want to know who won and what, what happened here? Yeah. So Chocolat won? Chocolat. <laughs> uh, Morgan Freeman was nominated. Uh, he lost to Tom Hanks in a little movie called Forrest Hump. I mean, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Oh, so he was nominated for Best Actor. 
No, Morgan Freeman was, yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, best actor in a supporting role. Nobody from this. Winner was Martin Landau. Um, best actress. There was really no actresses in this. Um, and then, wow, uh, cinematography. It lost to Legends of the Fall. And best director. It lost to Robert Zemeckis from also Forrest Gump. Wow. So. It- this just ran into a freight train of a movie. Well, Forrest Gump also also came out that year. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, heavy hitter. Murders Row for ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whatever. Fucking Shawshank's better than Forrest Gump. Get out of here. Well, I think Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks were the two uh, guys that were supposed to play uh, Andy Dufresne. Tom Tom Cruise said no. Because he didn't trust the director, like a new director. Thank God, fucking Tom Cruise, go take a hike. With your three Tom teeth, Hanks. three yeah, front exactly. teeth. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Like, all right. I, I see. Uh, Tom Cruise has been like, I see how you want me to escape the prison, but this is how we're gonna do it. And he <laughs> like climbs to the top spear or whatever. Get me a fucking a helicopter <laughs> and a motorcycle. I'm jumping. I don't off care the- what year the movie was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't give I want, a fuck. <laughs> I want a stealth bomber. <laughs> And then Tom Hanks was just doing, uh, he had the Forrest Gump stuff. And you know who yeah, was, so he was doing that. You know who um, was supposed to play Tommy? Who? Oh. Oh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. That would have took me out of the movie. Yeah. It's too handsome. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we move uh, on, what's yes. your second favorite Tim Robbins movie? Um, It might be IQ. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Although I like, um, he's also in, uh, fuck, what's that movie called that I love? Hold on, please. Howard the Duck? No, it's not that. Um, the fuck is that movie called? Whatever. Why do you have a? Do you have a second favorite? Oh, I have a. It, you know, we're talking about perfect movies. Uh, my favorite, second favorite Tim Robbins movie now is Nothing to Lose. Oh, nice. <laughs> You ever see that movie? Yeah. No. Oh boy, we might have to add that to the list. That's that's such a funny movie. Yeah. With uh, Martin Lawrence, him and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. That was a good one. I thought he was in. What the hell is this movie that I'm trying to think of? But whatever, I'm just like fucking looking at this. Um, well, mine is just Mystic River. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Love Tim Robbins. He was in Top Gun. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, he was. I think he got to fly with Tom Cruise at the end of the movie. I think is that what it was? I don't know. That movie stinks. Oh, that's what it's called, Hudsucker Proxy. That's a good one. I definitely haven't seen that. Yeah, that's uh, it's Coen Brothers movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say probably that one. Oh, he was also the president in Austin Powers. Was Spy oh, Who yeah. Shagged Me? Yeah, he was. That'd oh, be like asking for a million conjoined dollars. <laughs> he was also in, you know, actually, my second favorite movie that he was in is in Anchorman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. So, um, uh, Tim Robbins, I know you're listening. Send us an email. <laughs> he shows up at the Met game from time to time. Yeah. 
Talk, talk to him. I know you're there. I will. I'm like, listen, I gave uh, Shawshank a 9.8. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that? He'll just be like, yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> 9.8 plums, though. 9.8 9 plums, plums, babe. That's right. <laughs> Six um, foot five, Tim Robbins. He Woo! is a tall motherfucker. Tall glass of water. Um, so since we ran off the rails here, should we, we got a couple of texts from cousin Phil. Should we read them right now or should we save it to the end? I read it. We, we got enough time with that fucking soliloquy he just dropped. Yeah, we got time. Um, so he says, what's there not to love? It's a story about resilience and a man's ability to take the lowest moment of his life and turn it into a quest to change the lives of those he encounters in prison while also learning new things about himself. An unwavering motivation to seek freedom, whether it be through the justice system, which he tried to do, and it ultimately failed him like it has done many others. The steadfast dedication to the belief that he would be free one day and the foresight to slowly put the pieces, pun intended, in place to set up his life post-prison. And the optimism exhibited through the most dismal situations a person could think of, and showing the realness that sometimes we may bend and even get close to breaking, but there is always new life at the start of a new day. And of course, the friendships formed more specifically with Red. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Cousin Phil. The best. <laughs> he really does have a way with words, doesn't he? He does. Not, not when you put him on the spot on a podcast, but when you get it, that boy to write, he'd be writing. He'd be writing. <laughs> that, that boy should write something. Uh, well, thanks, Phil. Much appreciated. And hey, if you're listening, feel free to text us something like that because we love it or yeah. email us, whatever. So moving on. Favorite scene. I'll go first. Benny, go first. I have an Ani Mensch, but I'll let you guys. I don't want to steal any of your thunder with it. Yeah, wait till um, the end, please. Yeah. yeah, wait till the end, please, please. Come on, babe. Please, I did wait until the end last time, babe. Please, <laughs> please you're gonna steal my Mensch. You're gonna I'm steal. Not, I know you. I'm are. not. Uh, my favorite scene. Maybe it's a little. Again, I'm picking from the top of the draft board here, but you know, with a movie this good, like the the best parts are the best parts, and it's the uh, escape scene. I'm a big reveal guy. You give me those reveals, I eat them up. I love the, you know, jump back to see how we got to that point. Um, so I love so the the rock going through the the poster of was it Raquel Walsh at that point? Yeah. Um, yes. What say then, you, fuzzy britches? <laughs> <laughs> and then you know you watch how that whole thing came together. And again, what like I was talking about the Brooks thing. I love how you realize all the things he did leading up to that point like especially the setting up the fake person to be the fall guy of the whole operation like in reality like i you know obviously it was his plan to escape because he was digging that hole for so long but you realize as he you know he was setting that up as his plan once he got out to like to get all this money and to to avoid being recognized um so just to watch that whole thing come together and that whole reveal, that to me uh, was my favorite scene because I, you know, I'm a fan of the jump backs and I'm a fan of retroactively looking back and finding all those little, you know, and this movie was so good too with like I, I maybe because I knew that's what he was he was going to escape, so I knew that's what he was going to end up using the pickaxe for after he found out that the wall was weak in that spot. Um, but I, I don't think that they showed a lot of those breadcrumbs. And it, you know, 
you know, like you didn't know all these different things that he had in motion, but it, you know, it makes you understand his even keel throughout the whole movie. It makes you understand, even though when he was in solitary, even though the last time kind of broke him and it was, you know, the last straw to like finally put the plan in motion, you know, everything that happened to him, he had that, you know, pun intended, the light at the end of the tunnel that he was working towards. So that's why he had that even keel throughout the whole movie. And I just love that whole reveal. I'll go. <laughs> Robbie's burping. Now, I, you know, I never thought of it before, but the worst part for Andy to be in solitary is the entire time he was in there. He's like, yo, if they toss my cell, I'm fucked. Cause like they very easily could have, that could have been a punishment that the warden, like Pulls I'm surprised he didn't wall. like take all his shit out of his fucking cell. But uh, you know, then the story wouldn't be the story. Um, so that was probably going to be my pick. So because I also, I fucking love a reveal and I don't think there was, you know, some movies when you rewatch them, you like, you'll see little things. You're like, Oh, they were kind of like giving us some breadcrumbs here. Like they really don't give you anything in this movie. And I love that. Um, but I'm going to go with also maybe, uh, a little bit of chalk here, but I really love when he um shows up at the bank in the suit, does all this stuff, and then fucking the warden puts a bullet in his head and the and um you know the cops show up and everything and Morgan Freeman's talking over the whole thing. And I just love when he's like, you know, I'd love to think that the last thing that went through his head other yeah. than that bullet was how did Andy Dufresne get the best of him? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many scenes that I love, but I'm going to go with that one. Robbie. Yeah, I was going to go with Benny's scene, uh, but then I switched my my pick at the last minute. Oh, so you can it. copy me, but not Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> prior prior to uh, signing on, uh, because I just love that scene too, Benny. Um, they give you nothing just him carving his name and then they cut away from that, you know, they, they, the A and then I'm when they go back and he rips a chunk of the wall off, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, now I remember. And then you get that iconic scene of the warden ripping the poster down so good. And, it, and then just showing it from the hole, like the camera panning in from the hole and his face. And it's so good. And it's such a great scene. And I like, like you, you too, I just love, like a nice reveal scene and then the playback of how, you know, things were set in motion the things he was doing, like uh, putting the, the wall, I guess, or whatever in his yeah, pants yeah. And, and then walking out into the, uh, into the field and just, you know, letting him, letting him out of his pants. I love a good fucking Ponzi scheme. Yeah. I'm a big Ponzi <laughs> scheme guy. So uh, I love that. I love how uh, Randall Stevens, I think his name is, yep. gets uh 350 or 375k of the warden's uh cash and walks out of the bank and goes to his Watanahu, whatever the fuck it's called. But my favorite scene is the rooftop scene. The top one. Oh, that top. yeah, that's so you're, good. You're so lucky. I didn't get my Ani Mench. <laughs> 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 I knew because I knew either fucking one was gonna be stolen. I knew it. I knew it. Thank God, because I knew the rooftop scene was gonna be one of them. Yeah, just love that scene. Like again, I just love the way Andy plays it cool even though he's about to get i mean thrown off the fucking roof he could have worded himself a little better 
So he didn't get thrown off the roof, but that just, again, sets the wheels in motion for Andy to kind of get in with the guards and get in with the warden and kind of just, you know, do that type of thing, doing the taxes for everybody and just being able to help his friends out in the end. You know, he stopped drinking, but he, you know, he got, he got three cases of Schlitz light for, for the boys and, <laughs> you know, just a little taste of freedom on top of that roof in, in a hot summer day. And all the guys are just hanging out and drinking some, drinking some suds. So that's my favorite scene because it just shows the type of person that Andy was, how cool and calm he was, no matter what was thrown at him in this movie. He just never broke. He always just held on to hope. And just the kind of friend he is. He's just a friend to all those guys. And yeah, just uh, just a great scene uh, from top to bottom on the rooftop. And uh, yeah, who doesn't love a nice friend? Nice, good friend. Good guy, that Dufresne. Yep. I love the can Thank I God, uh, Benny man. was that was Fuck. your Ani match, right? That was my Ani match. Yeah. I liked um I mean again, I liked so many scenes, but I also I really loved the you know the beginning of getting into Shawshank, you know, them going through uh the whole process, getting to Laos, then like walking in and Morgan Freeman, of course, narrating over and then fat ass just I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um and just and then because that sets the tone immediately with Hadley just fucking kills them. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a, a Katie Mensch, I'm going to call it. OK. Um, All right. She told me that she really loves. Obviously, there's a lot of good scenes, but she loves the scene when Morgan Freeman makes it to um, the wall and the box that Andy leaves for him. Um, and she said, like, for whatever reason, one part she loves is like when he finds the box, he immediately like is looking around and then finds yeah. the money and is looking around. And it's like yeah. because, you know, that's ingrained in him. He was in prison for how many years? So, like, you can't nothing is yours. Like, you're always looking over your shoulder. Um, so she said that she wanted me to mention that. Yeah. And I let you know, going back to the reveal it wasn't necessarily a part of that, that scene. It was before, you know, that whole speech that Andy gave to Red. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, promised me to go to this spot. Like, even though, even how shitty his life was at that point, to make sure that he took care of Red, you know, was it was so important to him. And I was thinking, like, you know, I don't... What was What was buried under there? Like, what could he have buried all these years ago that would have been helpful to red now like i was gonna expect i was expecting him to open up that envelope and it was like 14 dollars, which would have been like a ton of <laughs> you know a ton of money back then but the fact that you know he he i don't know if there was always something under that spot and he replaced it but you know just the fact that he knew that exact spot to you know to give red those directions and make sure that red was taken care of um i love that yeah give him a couple hunch yeah looked like you want a fun fact? Please. Yes. That tree, that famous tree, um, people went and visited it. It uh, is no longer there. Ah, oh, what no. a shame. It got hit by lightning and wow. split, in, split in two. And then it had to be pulled apart and taken down a couple of years later. And they sold some memorabilia from that tree. Did they make a baseball bat out of it? <laughs> they made a Louisville slugger out of it. And they shoved it up your ass. What? Come on. <laughs> Fun fact, they went back in time and they used that bat in the natural. 
that's all I was gonna say. Have you <laughs> both seen that movie? No. No? No. We might have to put that on the list. Yeah. Maybe around world. I've never seen time. that movie either. Yeah, that's a good one. It's almost as good as a, a film that I, I like called 61. <laughs> Never heard Tell of me it. a little bit about that movie. No, let's move on. <laughs> so if we if those were some of our favorite scenes, do we even have a least favorite scene? Bro- Robbie, please. I Is do. it every scene Tommy's in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should my favorite scene actually. I'm going back Monty Manch is when Tommy got shot. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. Oh, man. It was uh, a great scene, though. I was going to say, like, you that just knew the scene. whole time he was he was going to get fucked. Yeah. You don't meet someone outside of a prison unless. Wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. We just lost Benny for a second. He's he's probably up. Okay. But yeah, you don't. You're in a prison. You don't meet the warden outside unless you're about to get clipped. Yeah, yeah. of course. So, so please, Tommy, Robbie, Tommy share got with... shot through the heart, and he was to blame. The warden was to blame, <laughs> or Hadley. Tommy gave love a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my least favorite scene, and uh, rewatching the scene brought back so so many memories of me watching it as a young young kid. How how much this scene really just fucking dusted my room up back in the day. Um, the entire Brooks uh scene outside of the prison, him leaving and going back into the real world just gutted me as a young kid. And it even gutted me more watching it now. Just he's so institutionalized by that prison that he was in there before fucking cars were, you know, he saw a couple of cars, but even before like the cars are brought out to the masses and him getting out and just seeing how much the world had changed around him when and he he really didn't change, you know, he was in prison the whole time. So he was just living that life and understanding what that's about. But then getting out into the real world as an older man, not really being able to do anything. The poor guy couldn't even bag groceries. He was, he was so old and probably arthritic, but yeah, that was my least favorite scene because I just love Brooks, everything about him. And it was just so tough to see a man. So accustomed to prison life, not being able to function in the real world. And I don't know. I'm trying to. I was talking to my sister Katie uh, at dinner, and I was trying to remember because I actually like. Did you think that Brooks is going to hang himself when you saw that? And she's like, "No." And she's like, "I was like, yeah, I don't remember if I did, but I mean, when he was carving it, and then he fucking sways the fucking little bench back and forth and just starts hanging. I'm like, oh, this was devastating." Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know you think about the system too. It's so fucked up that like you they keep you. For so long, and and I think it was maybe maybe it was Brooks or it was Red, and you know he was like they take your life, and like even though they he they eventually let him out, like they already took everything from him, and to let somebody out back into the world after spending so much time in there, and at such an old age like that, it's like you it it almost makes you think that like they're doing it on purpose. Right, because like, what the fuck is he supposed to do as like yeah. a, an eighty-year-old man who's a convicted felon? Like, who's going to give him a job? What family does he have? He was right. probably in that prison so young. Like, I doubt he had kids or anything like that. So they literally th- and they did the same thing to Red. Essentially, like maybe Red was a little bit younger at that point, but they've already took everything from you. Like, it, like they're just, you know, instead of having a regiment, and you know, they touched on it so many times where like. 
at least you know what to expect in prison. Like you, you have a routine, you have a life that to put somebody back out into the world at that age is like, is, is that is criminal. Right. Yeah. It was, just, that was what I'm saying. It wasn't, there was no reason for him to be released from prison. Which they, is they, such a fucked up thing to say, right? Like, yeah, like, it is. Be, oh, go ahead. Because you, you shouldn't want to be in prison. You shouldn't, you know, to hold somebody's life hostage like that for so long to say that, like, it was a fucked up thing to release them from prison is like almost oxymoronic. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, now it's, now he's okay to be put back into society as a, 80 year old man whose only life he's known is prison life it's it was just fucked up on both sides of, of him just getting released i didn't like again like watching it back then i didn't think he was gonna die but like benny so like you watching it for the first time did you think that brooks was gonna kill himself like how was, of, how was that gonna end yeah i kind of figured that like you know i thought maybe the beginning like you saw him kind of get you were gonna see him get back into the flow of things and live at least somewhat normal Cause the first thing I thought of when he got out was that like, what the fuck is this guy going to do? And then the, you know, he gives the halfway house and you're like, okay, maybe he could start building something. But you know, once I saw him sitting on that bench and like, you know, talking about Jake and I was like, this dude's going to kill himself because what else does he have at that point? Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a feeling that that was coming. Tough scene. Very tough. Tough. Least favorite. Cause it's tough, but most favorite. Cause it's tough. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, Benny, you want to go? Um, again, you know, I think that the movie was so close to perfect that there's no bad scene. I hated the the only thing I didn't like, um, but it did serve as you know they got good comeuppance was all the feeding into the prison rape trope. Um, because I was like, the, especially towards the end, I was like, there was so much meat to the movie that did you really need that because. Obviously, it's uncomfortable, but I mean, that's a good point to put it in there. But when you get that that blow off of him getting his fucking ass kicked, being paralyzed and then, you know, living the rest of his life, getting fed by somebody else like that was a nice little redemption there. But uh, you could say a Shawshank redemption. uh, There was more than one. (laughs) It was more than one. Uh (laughs) But um, no, I mean, I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't take it out of the movie or anything like that. And I, you know, I think it serves its purpose, but if I had to pick a least favorite, I guess that would be it. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. It's hard, but I think the only scene that I don't like, and it's maybe just because of the, the dialogue and it's not because I dislike him unlike you, but when Tommy takes the, the graduation test or whatever they're calling it. And he, he's like, he's like, you want to score? And he crumples it up. <laughs> yeah. Two points. Two points. <laughs> and I was just, I don't know. Just for some reason, it just like annoys me. I'm like, they couldn't have thought of something better. I don't know. He just said, yeah. what, what do you want me to say? I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. All right. Oh, you want to hear? All right. Is that Rocky four? We fucked up. I fucked up. I, when we talked about it on Going Gray, it's Rocky three on the beach. Oh, yeah. That's right. When he's training with Creed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. For the first you time in my life, I'm scared. <laughs> That's a pretty good st- Stallone impression, Robin. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So I don't know if we're gonna have a lot to add to this next part, but is there any way that we could make this movie better? I couldn't. I, I mean, especially you know, 
only having two days to think about it. No. Um, Like I couldn't even say something like I wish the movie was made a little bit later. So we had better technology. Like, no, like everything, everything, everything was perfect. Um, So no, there's nothing I could think of that would have made it any better. Robbie recast Tommy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a fact. Get Tommy to fuck out of there. Um, no, besides the uh, stupid little flaws with uh, Andy's escape, I think this is a near perfect movie. Can you so, when when are you planning on talking about this? Because I want to hear about the flaws. Oh, let's talk about it right now. Yeah, please tell First, me. First, do you want to give your way um, to make the movie better? I I don't know if I really have one. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a recasting here and there, but it's really hard. This is like such a good movie. So I, I I'm not I'm not smart enough. So please, I want to hear about your about your your qualms with Andy's escape. Okay, before I do that, yeah, another another fun fact. Yes, Morgan Freeman's mugshot, young Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, you know, uh, it's his second or third son. There you go, uh-huh. and he, and that same guy was in the movie in the yeah, beginning. He's the one doing this with the with the real oh, yeah. real with yeah. the fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love this movie. Love the dialogue. Love the pacing of the direction. There's a little 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 subtle things that I didn't really like that much. And it has to do with the escape reveal of okay. Andy Dufresne. Um one thing is the poster. Right. Okay. That poster is in near perfect condition. No matter how many times that that man went back and forth, how does he how does he stick the poster back after he leaves? How does he get it back to perfection? Yeah, but what is he what is he fun tacking? I don't know. Okay, that's number one. (laughs) Well, I think it just hangs. But I agree with you that any kind of air current, I'm sure there was probably a ton of air current coming through that would blow that poster around. So you're not wrong. Okay, number two. Okay. The weather. You know, there's no News 12. There's no uh, shout-out Rich Hoffman. There's no weatherman, meteorologist. So how does he know that 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 night had to be the perfect night for him to go? How did he know that there was going to be a massive storm coming, thunder, lightning? I don't I mean... People love talking about the weather, like at work. Oh, gonna get a storm later. You know, that so maybe like one of the guards was saying shit or something. I don't know. All right. So so say the storm passes and there's no storm, and now he has his shoes, you know, his, his Yeah, no, his, I know. His Doc Martins. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Why couldn't he just go down a couple more fucking yards? <laughs> and hit the fucking pipe near the, near the, yeah a little closer why hit the pipe there i mean yeah, i guess I he know. figured he had so far to go what the hell's a couple more feet of duty yeah true maybe. okay <laughs> or may, maybe he like maybe he there was like some kind of weakness there or like the way the supports were like it was able to hold him on that spot or something i don't know okay but, yeah no you, all valid issues as a kid Number say, four. you're not wrong. As a kid say, four more years. <laughs> Number four. Uh, how the fuck 
Did his Ziploc bag stay fucking Ziploc and not and, and nothing leak through? Especially a, a 1960s Ziploc. Yeah. And how did he not smell like absolute dog shit walking into that bank? Took a bath <laughs> in the river. <laughs> the river that was filled with the shit coming out of the fucking pipe? Yeah, he might have. Who knows? Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's really it. Those are my those are my four main major plot points in the uh, escape scene. But I did love it. It's a great escape scene. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I I don't disagree with you, but you're. Uh, it's also like you're like you're really digging here. <laughs> like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 nitpicking, but you, nitpicking, you know, yes. Yeah. For it to be a ten, you know. Okay. There's gotta, be no, there's gotta be no nitties. All and right. there's a couple of nitties in this movie. I do love the quote too when he was uh when you get the voiceover from Red and he's like, I said it would take six hundred years to dig out of this, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, to dig out. But old Andy did it in twenty. <laughs> yeah. The best. The best. <laughs> so good. Um before we do our favorite game, are there any other like specific quotes that you guys wanna mention like like that? Cause there's definitely one that's sitting out there like a matzo ball for me that we haven't mentioned yet can i steal it go ahead please because it's the best line of the movie and it's get busy living yep. or get busy dying that's right and the reason i you know i knew that that one was coming too because that was uh good old my friend brian is one of his favorite quotes growing up i never i think i knew where it was from um but yeah he used to have that like in his aim profile or i was gonna say i think <laughs> phil did too could have been, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Phil. Phil, I know you're I, listening. Let us know. I know Brian loved that movie too. What a film! I have one, please. I think this is um from the letter that Red reads at the end that he when he goes to the the uh, willow tree. Uh huh. With him, uh, Forrest and Jenny. Um. <laughs> uh, from Andy. Reading it. To Red, remember Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. I mean, if that doesn't get me right in my fucking loins and my feels, I don't know what does. Just a fucking fantastic quote-a-thon in this movie. Ah, so, so many good, good quotes. Yeah. I love, too, when, uh, you know, Andy finally gets the check, or maybe he got, maybe it was when he actually got the, all the stuff, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm going to write him two, two letters a week every day, you know, every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that little that little storyline there, you know, it is. It the was, we, yeah, we talked about um, it doesn't fit perfectly. But when me and you were talking, Ryan, about uh, we love the come up in a movie like we oh, love, the, love it. Like that was that was his come up in prison was, you know, getting that library together. Yeah, I love it. I love a good come up. Yeah. Um. All right. So should we play America's newest, fastest growing and most popular game? And it's not Wheel of Fortune hosted by Ryan Seacrest. I saw that. Congrats to him. Stupid. <laughs> it is. How would a young Matt Damon make this movie better? Because I don't know. Oh, it's a good Matt hunting. So which part in this movie would you cast a young Matt Damon? To make it better. Benny. Oof. So, uh, shit. I, I, I was, don't I don't was you really do it. <laughs> what? Don't you steal it. 
I was. I know no, what no, he's no. doing. No, I'm not taking that one. I'm not taking that's too. That's too easy. I know you're gonna take it. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of ways that I couldn't replace anybody, but shoehorn Matt Damon in as an extra character, okay, and give him a backstory and everything <laughs> like that. And I was gonna say, you know, maybe his character from Bagger Vance came okay. in and he was part of the country club. But uh, if I had to pick somebody, and I'm just doing this just to be an asshole right now, um, but give me young Matt Damon as red. Wow. <laughs> give love, me young Matt Damon it. as red just because I want to spice it up. And and, and I need where I need uh, Matt Damon because he could do he could do a hell of a voiceover. Did you see the Martian? Oh, I loved true. it. The boy could talk. Um, so, yeah, give me and we'll find another place for Morgan Freeman. Uh, but I'll take Matt Damon as red just to to be a little wild. Yeah, I just yeah. want I just want Andy Dufresne to tell a young Matt Damon as red. He's like every 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 morning I come to your cell. <laughs> <laughs> and every morning I hope, I you're, hope, not there. You, I hope you're not there. <laughs> you want to know what the I, best part of my morning is? I, I want I want a 25 year old Matt Damon talking about how he's been in prison for 40 years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so then I'm going to cast the young Matt Damon in the role of Brooks. Nice. <laughs> You've been in prison how long? What's going on? He doesn't age. He's aging backwards. He's Benjamin that's Buttons. Right. Yeah, that's right. Or Did maybe you we see can... that movie? No. No. That movie stinks. I don't know why anyone likes it. <laughs> I'm sure it would. Or maybe we can get uh, Matt Damon in there as Jake. Yeah. Ooh, as the bird. <laughs> young, young Matt Just Damon as Jake the bird. sweater. <laughs> He was in that movie where he got shrunk. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Robbie, tell us what we all know. <laughs> if I had to replace anybody in this movie with a young Matt Damon, it's Tommy. I mean, no, Tommy it. Gunn. Tommy Gunn's get out of there. Imagine Matt Damon taking that, that test. Uh, I mean, the best. The, guy, the guy's a fucking math genius. He would have passed that with flying colors. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I could just imagine. Imagine what uh, Matt Damon could have did in that role. Probably would have gotten nominated for at least a Golden Globe. At least. Um, yeah. Tommy, that's the easiest decision ever made in my life. Um, <laughs> I Now I just saw Tommy on the screen and I was like, you know what? No no wonder why I hate Tommy all his years, years back. Because the first time he opened on the, the screen, I guess, when they were in the laundry room. And I forgot what he said. He's like, you know, the guy's... Come he on, you old guys are moving slow as molasses. <laughs> yeah, that I was like, Tommy, get off my screen, bud. So yeah, Matt Damon as Tommy, uh, that's a home run. You know, I hate that line is because someone told me that I run slow as molasses in like fourth grade. No, that, no, that broke Scar. me. I, you know what the what I did like about the character Tommy too. Like I, I like that instead of him being like this brash fuck that everybody hated. I like that Red was like, and we we liked him because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so yeah. you know, even though he was such an asshole and like such a cocky bastard, like they took to him because of that. Uh, it was just like one of those, you know, kind of subvert the expectations of what that character is going to be. Isn't that weird though? That how some people can just be fucking cocky pieces of shit and everyone loves them. Yeah, no, that, that's right. true. Yeah, Robbie, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. It's the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know. Uh, so is there anything else that we need to talk about? I knew that was coming too, by the way. What That I was going to say that? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well, you know, it's all about you, babe. 
Oh, this is this is a podcast about me. That's right. It's the Robbie show. <laughs> is uh is that was Brooks your real pick for Matt Damon, uh, Ryan, or do you have one? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I I couldn't really think of anyone. I guess to, I I actually probably agree. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy would have been going. Tommy's probably the best choice. I, I was I was thinking too, maybe one of the uh the guards, maybe not Clancy Brown, but that other one that that's taking a dump. I got a pinch of loaf. <laughs> yeah. Make sure this is all cleaned up by that. Yeah. He's another one that's in. Oh, he, that was um Duncan from Seinfeld. That's right. I, t- yeah. I got you on that one. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, That's the one. Yeah, he wants to race him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big race. <laughs> yeah, the big race. Uh, George. George Costanza. Costanza. <laughs> Oh man! So, anything else about the Shawshank Redemption before we wrap it up? I almost not that we were gonna do it, but I feel like this would have been a mo- a good movie to do scene by scene. It would have taken us forever, but forever. Yeah, there's just so much there. Oh, we definitely left so many things that we didn't talk about. But like, yeah, it would have taken forever to mention every good scene because it's so good. Yeah. I, you know, there was part of me, I mean, I kind of feel like the this movie wouldn't have been this movie if he wasn't innocent, but there was part of, you know, and they did it on purpose, the beginning right. of the movie to make you see, you know, like if that did put that down into your head. So there was a while there that I was like, maybe he did do it because, you know, they mentioned like how stone faced he's at the trial and how stone faced he's when he comes into the prison that like, I don't know, maybe he does have, he did have it in him, but. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I like that they stuck with the fact that he was innocent. Yep. <laughs> um, Robbie, anything else to add? He's, we get it. I'm on I, strike. I think <laughs> I'm on speaking strike. Yeah, I'm on speaking strike. Why? Why? If you little fucking tidbit about me, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm like really a, a little upset that I, that I gave it a 9.4. Like, I feel like I'm really shoehorned. Yeah, you should be. I am, right? I'm an idiot. I thought you were going to, I thought you were giving it a 10, honestly. I, I really should have given it probably like a 9.9 or 9.8 or something. Cause now I can what's going to be better than this? There's maybe like, maybe one or two movies that I could argue is better than this movie. So now you know, nine point four is my ten. <laughs> Your scale's all fucked. Yeah. Um. It, you know, it, I really was wrestling with giving it a ten, and like, because there's always going to be something in a movie, right, where you could point to and be like, eh, you know, it's just impossible yeah. to like nail it every single scene, every single cast. You know, every that, this one that, is like, so close. It really is. It's and, like, it might be there. Yeah. I, you know, I. I kind of want to, i really did want to give it the 10 just to be like boom okay that's the bar um but i mean i just feel like you know hopefully we have so many more of these in front of us that there is something that sneaks up on me and just in my personal opinion i give it a 10 you know like it, maybe there's something out there maybe it's jaws next week um <laughs> but uh, might be it could be but yeah man you know even when I, I settled on my 9.8, I was like, oof, that's 
that's all that's a big thing to put out there is you know being so close to a 10 so but i'm glad i did man especially after talking about it um i, I definitely feel confident in that score yeah i i mean i have a problem with commitment <laughs> i always have so it's hard for me to say like this is perfect because maybe there's something else out there that i don't know about yeah. that's better i don't know but that's where you know i, I mentioned it earlier like just because I give something a 10, right, doesn't mean I can't give something else a 10. Yeah. So and, and that was the one thing that was pulling me towards the 10 for this movie. But you know, ultimately, you know, how many times am I gonna say it? But I I, I landed on the 9.8. Yeah. I have to maybe I should think more like that, where like more 10 doesn't have to be ultimate perfection. Like multiple things can get tens, but I don't know. I whatever. I'm gonna keep it the way it is. We'll what see. Do- Maybe you'll get dragged over the coals after this week's Instagram post. By who? <laughs> well, all the people that were shitting on me for giving uh, the Fifth Element six point eight or whatever I gave it. Nobody drags me at all. Like I don't, I don't know if it's because no one loves me enough to drag me, but I haven't gotten <laughs> dragged once. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Rob? Since you're off strike. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? So what are we gonna? We we can't play the Matt Damon game when we watch Saving Private Ryan. Well, we could think of other roles you could have played. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do like a who would who would you swap? Oh, good one, Matt Damon nice. with where like maybe Barry Pepper becomes Matt Damon. Yeah, there oh, you go, Barry Pepper, fantastic <laughs> in that movie, fantastic. please. Fantastic. Ugh, so uh, many good movies too. Jeez. Yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, you know we should have fucking stupid. Um, we should have fucking watched. Um. Saving Private Ryan first, like right around D Day. That was dumb. That's all right. We'll find. I mean, we'll yeah, find we'll a good spot for it. Yeah. Um, I like. I know we've we've gone for an hour and a half, but like I'm having a hard time wanting to be done with this one. I know because you know, I you know it was so good, and I did. I loved talking about it, and uh, you know, obviously nine point eight. There's much more we left on the table, but yeah. it is what it is. Maybe we'll it revisit does. it in a year. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you I'll give you some more fun facts so we can continue going. Let's go. <laughs> Ryan's like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> there was no. a lot of a lot of tension. <laughs> a lot of tension on a set with Frank Darrenbout and his hat and his directing. Yeah. Um long takes, multiple takes, long days. Um Morgan Frank Morgan Freeman wasn't a big fan. Got into a couple of arguments, he said. He also threw his arm out. Yeah. In that baseball scene. Really? So many takes. You know what? That's what made it a 9.8, not a 10, because those are some sus baseball throws. Yeah, big <laughs> sus. Better than most of the Mets. You motherfucker. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know. <laughs> I was um, just like, I was thinking like, I have to watch Pulp Fiction again because that's one of my favorites. So I, mean, I, like, I, don't, I don't know if that would outscore this movie. Yeah, I don't like, know. Going into it, I was thinking, yes, it would, but I don't know, like, what could Wolf of Wall Street? I'd give that a fucking fourteen if I could. <laughs> Glorious Bastards, you know. Yeah, I think maybe some Tarantino movies, Sam, like might might be higher. Jaws might be higher. I don't. Um, but other than that, I mean, because t- uh, I just love. The, the Tarantino, the way he writes in his dialogue, I think there's nobody better at writing than he is. And the dialogue in his movies are just top notch. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see when we watch Pulp Fiction how I'm gonna 
I haven't watched that in like 10 years either. So, wow. Yeah, we'll see. So, can I yeah. throw out uh, a yeah. couple names that were supposed to play red? Please. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Dylon. Uh, Dylon. Dylon. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford. Nice. So, oh, like I, I was supposed to give a shout out to somebody and I fucking I blew it. But we were talking about sorry for the clap because that's gonna rip people's ears off on the listening to the podcast. But I want to give a shout out to Aya and my friend Sugar. We were talking about this podcast and we were talking about all the movies I haven't seen. Um, and she brought this one up and she did a Morgan Freeman impression that was it sounded like an Irish man <laughs> so, uh, so when she saw the poll she messaged me and said and she uh gave me the run for the border in, in the Irish <laughs> accent which was funny I, I laughed when uh Morgan Freeman in the movie said you know like why do they all hate you or something I forget what it was no why do they call you red yeah why do they call you red and, and he's like maybe it's because I'm Irish and I, I lol because uh because of that impression they did. So shout out sugar. I hope you listened all the way through to get to that shout out. I know it took us a while to get there, but thankfully I remembered. Kush. Nice. Yeah. Well in the book, red was Irish. Mm. So it's a little, little nod to the, to the story. Um, so anything else you want to say? Sorry for the clap. No, that's, that's <laughs> not, not my ears. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm really just, I'm just am- amazed by that 9.4. Really? <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> no, to, I, like I said, to be honest with you, I really thought you were going for a 10. Because okay. you gave Yellow Jackets a 9.4. So I figured if Yellow Jackets is 9.4, then it, the first Shit. season, yes. Shit. We might have to Fuck. go live on Instagram to for you to address your many haters. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going to say it right now. This week. This th- I fucked up. I fucked up. Shawshank is way better than Yellow Jackets, but <laughs> one's a TV show and one's a movie. So yeah, there's different scales there. <laughs> uh, so next week, do we want to let the cat out of the bag? Next sure. week we'll be doing Jaws for Fourth of July weekend. Um, I you know we appreciate the the growing, um. Votes. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the growing participation participation in the in the polls every week. Uh, but we're taking the choice out of your hands. Uh, maybe we'll put up a poll of of what you think the grade of Jaws should be. Um, but we're doing Jaws next week for Fourth of July weekend. Robbie hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. Ryan, really? Yeah, Ryan has. I thought seen just it. you haven't. No, now, no. Did both of you see Independence Day? Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I was gonna say like maybe we could do that for Fourth of July, like like put a poll up. But yeah, let's do Jaws. If you, both of you haven't seen it, we gotta. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. Although kind of not. I we're, I don't know how I'm gonna, how I'm gonna feel about it, but it is the first summer blockbuster, so it should be a good one. Yeah. Curious to see what you guys think. So thanks for listening. Let us know what we missed. Please do not harass me about my suspect scales. Get on his um, ass, everybody. No, I can't take Email that. Us. I'm a father. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Yell at him on Instagram. <laughs> um, Robbie, tell him good night.
You're not a fat ass. Could have been a friend to you. (laughs) (laughs) Run for the border. (laughs) 